listening to From the Friars, the podcast of the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, rather division. From now on, a household of five will be divided, three against two and two against three. A father will be divided against his son and a son against his father a mother against her daughter, and a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law, a mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord give you his peace. We have this teaching from Jesus about wishing that he had come to bring a fire to the earth and wishing that it had already been blazing and uh, that he himself would come to bring division, you know, even within families, fathers and mothers against sons and daughters. And the last one's kind of funny, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, like what? no surprise there. <laughs> okay, these <laughs> ladies, okay. But um, so how do we reconcile what Jesus is saying here with so many other passages where Jesus says, you know, that he came to bring peace. We'll say that in the liturgy. Lord Jesus Christ, who said, you know, my peace I give you. Um, in another place, he'll say, I give you peace, not as the world gives peace. So he's making a distinction there, different types of quote unquote peace. And then, um, Father, may they be one as we are one. You know, this is called a unity. So how do we reconcile that? Well, here's, an, here's my attempt, okay? Jesus presents himself as definitive as definitive. He himself is the point of division. Division. And um, there's a little something that St. Paul's doing in the first reading, the letter to the Romans, that helps us to understand. St. Paul's talking about what leads to death, which is sin, and what leads to life, which is the grace of the Lord. And this is known as, big fancy theological term, the teleological perspective. Do I have that right, Father Jennifer? Yeah. Meaning, oh, here we go, here we go. So the teleological perspective means when you're considering something, you look at the very, very end. Like, where is this all going? Like, what's the end game? Like, what's the bottom line? Like, and you, so keeping in mind the very, very, very end of it all, then you look back on the whole. And uh, this is what Jesus is doing as well. So the very, very end of it all, a sneak peek about the future. It's either going to be heaven or hell. It's either going to be in heaven with God, you know, the loving communion of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, light, love, peace, mercy, communion, joy, fulfillment, or it will be hell, darkness, hatred, fracture, uh, sorrow, anger. Uh, It's either going to be one of those others, right? When you die, your soul leaves your body, there's an elevator. Elevators only go up or down, okay? You know, that's the end. That's the teleological perspective. So if, the, if that is the end, then 
that informs how we live now, huh? Um, so, for example, if you want to go to, you know, the Friary in Harlem, you get on the D train, you know? And if you, so whatever, where you're trying to get will determine what train you get on, okay? Um, and so Jesus is definitive. He is the dividing point. Um, I have an icon in my cell of uh, the crucifixion of Jesus. And the way the artist painted it, you have in the very middle of the picture, you have Jesus on the cross. And on his right, you have the saints, John, Virgin Mary, Mary Magdalene, they all have halos, right? And on his, and the good thief. And on his left are all the evil people. You know, some of the soldiers, some of the Pharisees, and the bad thief. The bad thief is on his cross looking the other way. On the right is the good thief facing Jesus and Jesus is facing him. And uh, the way the artist painted this icon, it's almost like he is, um, what do you call it when you take two things and blend them together? Um, there's a word for that. Mashup. Mashup, thank you, brother. So there's a mashup. So the artist is, is painting the crucifixion of Jesus, but he's also painting the judgment at, at the end of time, when the king returns, Matthew 25, and he will divide all of humanity the sheep to the right, the goats to the left, right? You know, the saved, the damned. And um, he's mashing those together. So the, the death of Jesus on the cross is this uh, moment where uh, God judged the world, really, you know? And uh, the, the dividing line is right there between love and mercy and peace and forgiveness and unity versus sin and hatred and all of that, okay? So it's Jesus presents himself as definitive. He is the one. He did not say, I came to show you, and, and this works in English well, he did not say, I came to show you a way. When you say that in English, like, well, here's a way you could go. It means, well, there are other ways also. So this is a way, and maybe there are other ways. No, Jesus said, I am the way. And when you hear that in English, the way, it's very clear, there's no other way. <laughs> this is the way. Or when Jesus said, um, he didn't say, well, I, I am, you know, a truth. Maybe this other guy is a truth, and there's so many other truths, right? The dictatorship of subjective relativism, which we're struggling with right now, that everybody has their own truth. Mm, no. Jesus said, I am the truth, the way, the truth, and the life, meaning definitive, definitive. And um, so that's, that's provoking, huh? That's challenging, you know? And um, so I was praying about that a little bit this morning, and I was thinking, you know, how beautiful this, this really is from Jesus. Once you get over the initial shock, and I, and I hope sometimes we could feel that shock. Peter Kreeft wrote a book about Jesus called Jesus Shock. Like, you know, there, there are some shocking things about Jesus, and, and this is the one thing. He, he presents himself as definitive. Um, he himself is the dividing point. That's what he's getting at in the readings today. Um, and I thought, you know, it, had it gone differently, God could have showed up and just stayed God and could have bossed us around and told us what to do and told us not what, what to not do, right? That would have been fine, right? The creator could do that to the creatures, no problem, you know? But what happened? What happened? God took on our humanity, and not only did he just kind of show up and like boss us around like uh, somebody who, you know, reigns from above, but he entered in, and not only is it the teachings of Jesus, but it's also Jesus, his person, and it's his life. You know, this God who actually became a human, not only told us what to do, but showed us what to do. So above and beyond anything, 
the Beatitudes and the teachings of Jesus are a description of, of his very self. You know, that he didn't just say, well, love one another. He came and loved us, showed us the way. You know, his, his life, his teachings, there's an integration between the two. And, and that's beautiful. And um, that's challenging, but it's beautiful. So I'll conclude with an analogy. So uh, as I was praying over the readings, I had this funny analogy. And uh, the analogy is this. We need a map. Any map people in the church here this morning? Anybody here love looking at maps? Okay. I love looking at maps. We need a map in this life, huh? We need a map. And if you think about, well, what is a map? You know, a map, whether it be old school on a piece of paper or whether it be like on your phone or whatever, it's, um, it's representative of reality, right? Has anybody here ever used GPS and it was like it wasn't updated and you, and it, you got lost or... You know, it's hilarious, right? So you need a map that matches reality, huh? You know, so that when you see, you know, on the intersection of 9th and uh, 13th Avenue and South Orange, you know, whatever like that, like, here we are. Like, you need that map to match what's really here, huh? And um, in the map, you also have points of reference, right? What is that? North, south, east, and west, right? Points of reference. So you can have the map upside down or whatever, like, you know. And, um, and then the map needs to match uh, what is reality. And if it's on your phone or whatever, and it's connected to the you know, satellites or the cell tower or whatever, there could be a little blinking blue dot on there. And it's awesome, because that's like, you are here. Like, this is where I am on the map. And uh, the thing that's cool about these um, com- you know, internet maps is um, you can zoom in or zoom out, huh? So you can kind of zoom out, and then you can kind of see, okay, Yonkers is here, Newark, New Jersey's here, okay, I kind of need to go that way, or, you know. But then um, you also need to be able to zoom in, and it's only when you zoom in do you actually start to see the names of the streets, right? And that's important, <laughs> you know, unless you're like in Honduras and Nicaragua, the streets don't have names, it's like hilarious. You're just like, oh, I don't know, turn right at the old oak tree, I don't know. But, uh, and, and our faith is that, Jesus is that, God has given us a map for how to be a human, how to live this life. You know, that's the content of our faith, that, that Jesus' teachings, his parables, the Beatitudes, the whole, the whole content of that, which is not only a description of Jesus' own person, how he lived, but also uh, showing to us how we are to live. You know, it's, it's easy to say, we all need to live love. But it, it now a point, that word is so vague. It means so many different things to different people. But uh, with this, this blueprint, this map, this guidance that the Lord has given us, you know, and it, it's all centered on the person of Jesus. It's all centered on his person. So brothers, you're here, you're in formation, you're, you know, you're, you're living the life, you're praying, you're um, studying a lot of things, and um, Jesus needs to be at the center of all of it. You know, our prayer life, our fraternity, our ministries and apostolates, our vows, poverty, chastity, and obedience, you know, our customs and practices, you know, Jesus is at the center of all of that. He needs to be at the center of all of that. You know, that everything we're doing is somehow connected to our relationship with him as we strive to imitate him and follow him. Uh, there was a line in Psalm 48 this morning from morning prayer, which really struck me. Mount Zion, true pole of the earth. Did you catch that? To me, that's like map language, right? Like the pole, you know, it's like North Pole, like this is, okay, this is our reference point. It's Mount Zion, which, as you know, is a metaphor for heaven. It's a metaphor for heaven. So to conclude, 
the teleological perspective, the very, very end game, heaven or hell, and it's all centered on Jesus, the center of history, the judge of all, and uh, this determines which train we get on, the destination that we're heading for. And uh, we pray for these graces this day. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please visit us on our website, franciscanfriars.com, or follow us on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. God bless you.